You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo, Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced, Produced by Jan. Welcome back to another week of Diaspora Blues. My name is Ayan Shirwa. So a bit about my weekend because that's the best place to start. So I finally went out and I went out with a friend and we got a buy and some drinks, which was nice, but I completely forgot how busy Melbourne can be, especially on a Friday night. Um, so yes, it was very busy and there were a lot of people and obviously I kept my mask on, but yes, it's interesting times. Like I'm happy that we're allowed to be back out. Kudos to that. But yes, it's something that we've got to be mindful about. So this means wearing our masks, keeping our distance, you know, there's a safe way to have one. This week, we have another fabulous interview by Sirius Meerkat. Shout out to her. So Sirius Meerkat spoke to Micah about cosplay. So they're going to get into cosplay. What is it? Because I assumed it was just about, you know, wearing costumes, but it's more than that. It's actually very brilliant and beautiful. So I can't wait for you to hear that interview. But first up, let's get some music. So this song is called Flick. And it's by one of my favorite local artists. It's by Pookie. So here I go, here I go. Pookie about to bless you with that psychedelic flow. Rhymes too ill with that funkadelic flow. Yeah, you know that I am fresher than a fucking embryo. I make a shiver every time that I deliver. I'm magic on the mic. Ain't nothing to dislike. But if you is a hated generator, go get you a translator. I don't speak trash. Trying to 
rookies trying to show you that they, that they ill. But I know there is not a chance you're allowed at the 5-0. But the circumstance and Jack, my glow, you don't want to dance, but you're still in my show. Victoria, as we get ready to get back out there, you need to get your COVID-19 digital certificate ready too. First, create a MyGov account if you don't have one. Then, make sure your Medicare and MyGov accounts are linked. Then, add your COVID-19 digital certificate to the Service Victoria app. Then, get ready to go. Your vaccination is your ticket to everything you love and miss. For more on adding your vaccination certificate on your smartphone, go to coronavirus.vic.gov.au forward slash vaxproof. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. A 3CR supporter. This last weekend just passed was Halloween. For the horror fans out there, I hope you've enjoyed spooky season (laughs) and the sugar rush. I personally love Halloween and love seeing everybody getting dressed up and getting into the spirit. I was thinking of dressing up this year and I was going to dress up as Queen Akasha from Queen of the Damned was played by Aaliyah in 2002 so just like amazing goddess vibes and could have like a lot of fun with that costume but unfortunately by the time I realized the costume I wanted to do it was too late to order it unfortunately we're experiencing shipping delays where I'm at so everything is just taking like an extra three four five six (laughs) weeks to arrive I'll try not to be too disheartened because I guess you don't really need an excuse to dress up right which is actually what we're talking about on the show today. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, Michelle. We're very happy to have you here. Hi, thanks for having me. I am absolutely honoured. Yeah, we're talking about something that's very exciting and very whimsical and fun. Now, it turns out that both Misha and I have a love for many different pop culture fandoms and cosplay as well. Fan culture or fandom has actually been around for centuries and describes really any sort of community built around a shared enjoyment of anything from sports to cats, celebrities, you name it. And cosplay, on the other hand, is another subculture which hasn't been around for as long, but is sort of based around the idea of dressing up as a character from a movie, TV show, book, or video game. And I'm curious, actually, to find out what drew you to cosplay. I'd have to say it's just the... The, yeah, the whimsical and quirkiness of it all. 
I I've always loved animation, movies and characters and stories. And honestly, I didn't even really know cosplay was a thing until maybe like three, four years ago. I always just assumed, well, why would people dress up? But I think what draws me to it really is this excitement of getting to be a character that you like and resonate with and putting your own little twist on it and just getting to immerse yourself in that world and have fun. Cosplay invites you to be different and explore a side of yourself that is sometimes uncomfortable because it can be very nerve-wracking because, you know, dressing up as somebody that doesn't exist can seem just so random to some people. Mm. But I see it as a, a fun escape. Right, just for the fun of it, just because you can. And literally. Just to let your mind run free and be creative. It seems like it's it's quite a creative practice, actually, an artistic practice, because a lot of people seem to kind of have their own take or like they'll add mm. their like own little quirks. Definitely, for sure. And that's always a really big discussion in the cosplay community as well, is what is considered cosplay and what isn't. Um, should you look identical to the character that you're cosplaying? Or is it is cosplaying about the fact that you're putting your own unique twist on it? You know, it's kind of like, when does a cosplay stop being a cosplay when you've put too much of your own twist on it? Or like, when does it start being a cosplay? Do you need to add more to it? But I think one of the most exciting things about having people, especially from different cultural backgrounds, getting into cosplay is that just our natural creativity and based on who we are, we put our own twist on it anyway. Um, so maybe the character might have black hair and you can add an afro to it if that's what you want to do. If you want the character to have an afro, if you want them to have braids, it could just be the same color. And I don't think cosplay isn't about doing it identical to the character. It's about taking that and being inspired and putting your personality to it. And I think that's exciting. And I think that's cool. And that's what shows people's creativity in a different way. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And it's really interesting to see how that ends up playing into um, the broader pop culture conversation. Like, um, this idea mm. of fans coming in with their ideas. Because I know there's yes. one guy who, he did like a Spider-Man reinterpretation. And now mm. um, of the Spider-Man costume. And now they're going to like introduce that costume into like the movie. And that's just like yes. so cool, right? No, it is cool. It's I think fandoms actually, they have an exchange with creators. I mean, obviously, depending on the type of creator that you are, your fans are a big part of what you create because they're the ones that support you. Um, they're the ones that allow you to have the success that you have and to have the widespread um, popularity. And I think what cosplay does is it inspires creators to say, okay, oh, these are the different kinds of people that are into my work. And they can take inspiration from that and sort of build off that as well. And they can incorporate it in their art. Um, and you even see that a lot now with even popular TV shows, you get th people will have theories about the TV shows. And then before you know it, that theory is like proven right. All the writers even said, oh yeah, we heard our fans talking a lot about this and we wanted to incorporate it because we want to see them happy because, you know, it's kind of a journey that you're sharing with your, with your fans as well. Um, there's definitely an exchange that happened. Oh, wow. That's really insightful. I never thought of it like that. And I think this relationship between creators and their fans um, is really actually quite key to this conversation that we're having. And I want to come back to that. What's been your favorite cosplays that you've done so far? Definitely has to be my Starfire cosplay that I did. Mm. Uh, I love Starfire. She's just badass alien. 
super powerful, super cool, super hot. And I think playing her was just really fun because I felt badass, like getting to wear that <laughs> one suit and like the knee high socks and the mm. red hair. So that one was definitely my favorite. And it was probably the most like out there one that I had done as well, where I felt the most like exposed. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, <laughs> I loved the stuff I costume too. And it just gets me so excited because especially seeing Anna Diop in the Titans yes. is just like so amazing because I mean, Teen Titans, the cartoon, um, the mm. character wasn't black. That's that's sort of the interesting thing about it. And it goes back to that conversation about what is true to the character and what isn't. And even with the Teen Titans cosplay, Anna Diop playing um, Starfire was a big deal because people were saying Starfire is not black, but she's also not white. She's an alien from a completely different planet. She can be whatever she wants to be. Like race only exists, you know, in our societal construct. And I think it's really cool that seeing Anna Diop play Starfire said to a lot of people like, actually, no, Starfire can be anything. And Black girls and Black women saw that and said, okay, like Starfire is now canon canon Black. Like that's what she is. She's a Black woman now. And we need more of that. Like Black women deserve to be represented in that way and be shown as different diverse and interesting it really was and it's so interesting to see like the backlash that she got for playing Mm. the role and then you think about um you know the fact that the producers of the show had to like come forward and like defend her and be like no we Mm. had a creative choice for casting this woman um aside from just like her amazing talent and then some people who are not fans continue to kind of play this idea like what you mentioned you know it's not canon it's not canon Mm. which seems to be a criticism that's mostly thrown at cosplayers of color and specifically Mm. black female cosplayers we hope you're enjoying this interview we're gonna play a quick community announcement and then we'll be back Ninth Koori Art Show is calling for entries. This is your chance to showcase your work. All works entered will be exhibited at the Koori Heritage Trust. To enter, you must be a Victorian-based Aboriginal What's and Torres Strait experience? Islander artist aged 17 years and older. There is a total prize pool of $32,000. Go online to kooriheritagetrust.com.au to register. Entries close on the 1st of November. Koori Heritage Trust is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program. My name is Ayan Shirwa. So, so far you've been listening to an interview that Sirius Meekat did with Micah. So they've been looking at cosplay and so far they've discussed what it is and what it isn't. We're now going to return to the second half of the conversation. I I feel like I've been very lucky so far because when I did start cosplaying, I was already quite, like I was already interested in it. So I was following the right people. I was following people who were supportive um, and other Black women and just Black people in general who did it. And I haven't had any negative interactions as as of yet, any like racist commentary online or whatever. But they do say as soon as you start to gain a bit of a bigger following, you know, your account gets out there to the trolls. 
but I've seen it. I've definitely seen hateful comments made towards other people of color who decide to cosplay non-black characters, or even when they are cosplaying black characters, it's, they're not doing it correct enough. And that even just that secondhand, I guess, racism or sexism or misogynoir can rub off on you. Cause then you start to have thoughts of why am I doing this? Like, is it like weird? Is it crazy? And like, you think, what's the point if there's so much hate out there? So it can be like really discouraging for sure, because I don't think people take the time to, to one, to understand why somebody might be interested in things like cosplay. Um, And two, to understand that this is a space for everybody. It's not exclusive to you. And I think there's a lot of that mentality that um, like this fandom spaces are for a certain group of people. Like people have a certain idea of what that looks like and, um, black people often tend to challenge that yeah, I think yeah that's really fascinating kind of speaking to that idea of double consciousness mm. um as a consumer of popular culture um <laughs> you're forced to you're aware of your position in society or at least how sometimes society views you but then you also want to enjoy these this media that's out there even if the representation is not always favorable <laughs> acts yeah um, so <laughs> with that in mind like what do you think it is about fandom and cosplay that draws say for example black folk to these genres to these creative spaces despite the lack of representation I mean we're thinking of say for example just talking about anime you Mm. know we're looking at you Dragon Ball Z and (laughs) (laughs) you got your Mr. Popo (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. Mm, or like you know Jinx in Pokemon Jinx yeah (laughs) (laughs) there have definitely for sure been some very negative takes of black people in animes and cartoons and I guess that is true for I guess any medium really that's just the reality of being a black person not to get a bit afro-pessimistic but unfortunately it is but to go back to like what you're saying about what draws black people specifically like speaking as myself as a black person um to anime and some of these fandoms is I have a theory I don't know if it's a right theory but it applies to me and I think it applies to a lot of other people is when you grow up in predominantly white spaces, it's very hard to feel like you belong and to feel like you fit in. And you constantly have a feeling of, I don't belong here. You're constantly othered, whether it's just based off the color of your skin, your hair, your culture, your family, you're just different. And I know for me growing up and when I started watching anime, it was really cool to one, watch a cartoon that wasn't like, Australian or like only had white people in it and that was really cool and to and these characters that you see like characters like Naruto for example are characters who are outcasted within their show then they don't belong um, and they're constantly ridiculed and almost discriminated against but they still have this willingness to want to help people and to discover their best selves and to put themselves out there Um, and you get to watch that journey and that character so I think in a way Black people specifically who are in the diaspora or like surrounded by otherness, they project themselves onto those characters Mm. and they almost relate to them because it's like, it's just a way to escape, you know, a form of escapism. It's hard to find that in a lot of Western shows sometimes just by the nature of 
it's mm. not our culture. We don't resonate with it. I mean, even though these characters, they may be Japanese, they still speak to us in a way that Western cartoons and Western animation hasn't been able to sometimes. Yeah, that's a really interesting theory. I love it. There's a growing population of people who, you know, either, yeah, grew up on these cartoons, like you're saying, in the diaspora, and then they start to identify with characters. And and as time has gone on, we've actually noticed more Black characters or characters of color being introduced into anime and animations. And I mean, just think about like, the Black Panther release and how people felt. It was just an amazing experience. Like us geeks, nerds, blurs, whatever you want to call us, are finally on the big screen getting the recognition and it's becoming popular. And you see that now, things like anime, cartoons, superheroes, they're not just the things that people do in their room alone with no friends. It's part of our culture and it's popular and it's making its way into the mainstream Mm. and black people influence it a lot which is why we work really hard to fight against discrimination within the fandoms because often black people we do things and before you know it it's in the popular media and even Mm. just going back to what you were saying about um how there's been a lack of representation of Black people in animation. I think there have definitely been racist depictions of Black people for sure, but Black people, women have always been in anime. That's just, we've always been there and always been creating. We look at some of the most popular animes are created by women. Even when you look at Full Metal Alchemist, Oran High School Host Club, Black Butler, Mm. the most popular, the biggest fandoms created by women, yet women still face the most amount of discrimination in these fandoms of, oh, you haven't seen Dragon Ball Z, then you mustn't be an anime fan. (laughs) As if that's the only, like, what are the standards, you know? And these standards are often created by white men. That's just the nature of things. And it's unfortunate. Um, And even when we look at Black people in anime, we have Canary from Hunter Hunter, who's super popular. Black people love her. And Mm. most recently, we have Miriko from My Hero Academia, who's like the bunny girl in there. And people liken her to Megan The Stallion. And even Megan The Stallion talking about anime, like we love that. Yes, like Black girls who are cool, fun, sexy, on top of their shit can like anime too. And mm. But still people have the audacity to question whether or not Miriko is it, even is Black because wow. they don't want to see Black people in their space, their thing, like this is ours. And no, we're definitely challenging that. And we've been doing it for a minute. <laughs> that's that's really good to hear. You know, somebody has to challenge these conventions and the status quo. And what do you think the broader um, fandom community is, is doing to try and combat this? It's tough. I think a lot of people are just creating their own spaces that are safe. Mm. And the block button is very attractive these days because people just get a kick out of trolling. And in terms of combating it, it definitely is just finding people, finding your people who respect you and appreciate the things that you do because the instant, unfortunately, the internet is where a lot of these conversations take place, um, you know, on social media like Twitter and TikTok. It's a tough one, though. It's tricky because it's hard to keep track of every troll, right? Mm. Like you were saying, you know, Black cosplayers, they're here. Like that hashtag 28 days of Black cosplay was like an example of that. Like yes. just everyone 
all around the globe getting together and just being like mm. we're here like don't forget about us don't forget about us because mm. I think but for a very long time black people have given into stereotypes and assumptions of what we should be like and we've done it for ourselves and we've let people project that onto us but now we're saying actually no black people can be weird we can be shy we can be outgoing we we're not all trying to you know we're not your stereotype and Mm. people get threatened by things like cosplay because it's different if someone were like you know was interested in in cosplay Mm -hmm. and they're trying to find that community um where would you direct them to because Australia is very (laughs) still quite a small space Mm. you know I mean we have supernova it is who knows when that's happening who knows (laughs) it is definitely it's hard I would say it's really hard if you're a person of color and you're into things like this because when you do find a space they can be very white and very cis and um and that cannot always be the most comfortable to freely express yourself and again it's that intersection right that we live in but I would say if you're looking for a place to go definitely start off by finding the confidence in yourself first um to just you know if you want to do a cosplay like do the cosplay, take some photos and hop online on Twitter is a really good place. Instagram, start following some accounts that you appreciate small accounts too, not just the big ones, because they will be the ones who will like your photos and who will share your stuff and hopefully find a discord. And eventually if you're lucky, you'll go to supernova, which again is still pretty, pretty white, but there are mm. some of us out there and you've got to keep a lookout and finding that confidence of being able to approach someone and just say, Hey, like, you have a one piece shirt, like I'm black, you're black, like let's be friends because <laughs> unfortunately there aren't in Australia, there aren't any large conventions. You just really got to put yourself out there and find that confidence. I think everyone should do it. Like let's <laughs> all cosplay. We do it for Halloween and it's not weird then. So <laughs> mm, <fact. laughs> why are we clowning people? <laughs> exactly. So who's your next cosplay? will probably be yeah Miriko from My Hero Academia because I haven't cosplayed a black character yet so I'm like why not let me do it let's go (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today on the show it's been a pleasure chatting with you I've learned so much thank you for having me serious meerkat it's been a pleasure until next time Ditto, I feel like I've learned so much and I have so much respect for this gorgeous art form Thank you heaps, Sirius Mika and Mika for, yeah, for um, sharing this community with us that you're a part of. If you are interested in learning more, especially about what Mika does, head over to their website at radicalmichelle.squarespace.com. We'll share all that information on our Instagram page, which is 3cr.diasporablues. And hopefully later in the day, I will turn this episode into a podcast so you can listen back to this episode as many times as you want, as well as listen to all other episodes that we've done. Um, That is it from me. I am Ayan Shirwa, and I'm going to leave you with a song by Kait called OG Love Kush. You had the audacity to leave your mental cigarettes on the kitchen floor. Know how much I hate you smoking, then your asthma always acting up on a fool. You're never really on my mind. I just think of you from time to time. Can finally say I'm sleeping well at night. No need weed singing me a lullaby. I 
like I'm your mama Cause it's so damn hard just to please you But now that's not my problem I got no more OG love kush for you boo. I feel like I'm your mama Cause it's so damn hard just to please you But now that's not my problem I got no more OG love kush for you boo. I wanna see you do nothing but the best But in order to do that I think it would be best I believe you on scene Block you off everything Stop imagining that ring I stop this as if drinking Hoping that I see you on the weekend Going on my girl's phone to check your time Stalking all them bitches that like to profile Lies your profile Nothing your mama cause it's so damn hard just to please you but now that's not my problem i got no more oh gee love cause for you boo i feel like i'm your mama cause it's so damn hard just to please you but now that's not my problem i got no more oh gee love cause for you boo boo love cause for you boo no you ain't that You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.